I actually yeah. use it a lot. Yeah, I do a podcast with my son coming on Saturdays. What's the name of that podcast? Yeah, yeah give it a shout that out. That is the Kid Critics Podcast. What's it, what's it about? It's three 12-year-old, well, I think they're all 12, 12 or 13-year-old kids talking about their favorite TV shows and movies. What, not, what's a recent episode? We, we need to, we need to uh, link they, that in the show notes. They are on uh, Stranger Things. Before that, they did Psycho. Psycho, the 1960s. What kind of parents Psycho. are letting their kids watch <laughs> this movie? Well, we don't let them watch horror movies, but I figured a 1960 horror movie would be, they could be okay with it. And I they mean, watched it during the daytime, like all together. When like, did The Exorcist they come They liked out? it. That's an older movie. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do The Exorcist. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Buzzcast. We are, and I quote, less than one week away from Podfest awesomeness. Sweet. This is going to be good. <laughs> I thought there was so more to the intro. We're going to Podfest. This is going to be awesome. We're going to go. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to meet a bunch of Buzzsprout podcasters. We're going to meet a bunch of people who are not on Buzzsprout, who are working the conference or on other platforms. And it's fun because you get to connect with other podcasters. It's great. And we got a pretty awesome pre-conference party. Yeah. Did we already say on here what the parties is? I think we did. Didn't I think we so. have. Yeah. We but it's so awesome. Why not repeat it? Yeah. We're going bowling at Disney World. <laughs> With three, 350 <laughs> of your closest friends. Yeah. Maybe more like 400. But it'll be great. If you're going to PodFest, make sure you got a ticket to that pre-party. Um, yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm giving a talk on Saturday. You're giving a talk on Saturday. What are you talking about? How to monetize a podcast with less than 10,000 listeners. Man, nobody ever asked about I, monetization. I don't know why they asked you to do that. Talk. It's turning out to be like 30 minutes of dunking on the CPM model and why it's terrible. That's fair. So I'm going to try to tune that part down a little bit and actually give people what they're hoping, which is the actual strategies how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've been writing it more and more, I'm like, oh, there's another reason why CPM doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, this part of the pod, this uh, talk needs to tone down. Gotcha. So you're trying to go from like, doomsday uh you know siren sounder to like let's just have a meaningful conversation about monetization well one of the things you're supposed to learn in writing is don't tell people something that it's not like you don't start off by saying hey this isn't this it isn't this you say what it is and i'm realizing that at least my thoughts are a lot of hey you shouldn't do cpm here are my 12 reasons why well no one's coming to that talk they're coming to the teach me how to monetize so i need to have a quick boom. Here's the death blow to CPM. And then now let's talk about how to actually make some cash. Mm. So that'll be really great. So if you're at PodFest, make sure you uh, go and support Albin. We, uh, maybe we'll make signs, hold them in the back. I want you to hold up a sign that's like a five-star review of this of the talk. <laughs> or like you have different <laughs> signs. So if it's like pretty bad, you're holding up like a two-star review. Like uh, I kind of connect with the host, but the content's not great. I'm like, no. So... PodFest is going to be awesome. Alvin's talking. That's going to be awesome. And we just wrapped up a, another work cycle here at Buzzsprout, working on some cool features to help just make the process of podcasting with Buzzsprout uh, a lot easier and more streamlined for you. And uh, Kevin, why don't you kind of run us through the main things that we rolled out that people will notice that weren't there before? Sure. Well, in the very first uh, couple weeks of the work cycle, we launched the stats, which we've talked about a lot on this show and through newsletters and everything else. And I imagine everyone listening right now is already had a chance to see their stats and digest them. Travis made a couple of great videos. Alvin wrote a bunch of great content about it. Um, so that was the, how we kicked it off in the first two weeks. 
and then we moved on to a couple smaller projects. So let's let's go through those in a little bit of detail. Um, the first thing is we created a new page off the Buzzsprout marketing site, which if you're logged into your Buzzsprout account, you probably don't see very often. But if you click log out, that's where you would land on our you know marketing site. Talks about what Buzzsprout is and why it's a great podcast host. On that website, we added a new page for our support feedback. So you ever send an email into our support team and they respond to you? At the bottom of that email is a couple options like how did we do? Did we do great? Did we do okay? Or needs improvement or something like that. And we wanted to make those ratings public because our support team works really hard to make sure that they're responding to everybody thoroughly, accurately, quickly. Great information. Always happy to help. Um, and so they've been doing a great job. And so we wanted to promote that and make it public. So I think if you go to buzzprout.com slash support underscore team, support underscore team. Yeah. We'll link to that in a more prominent place from the main page. Yeah. But for right now, that's where it lives. And you can see how our support team is doing. So you can see over like the last 30 days, the breakdown of how many people thought they got great responses, okay responses, bad responses. Um, you can see a bunch of the comments that people have left. And what's our, it's live too. So that it automatically updates on like a rolling basis. Right. So if you got a support interaction today and you did a great rating, it would immediately be reflected on the marketing site. So right now we're at a 96% of all ratings have been great. 2% have been okay. And well, 3% Three. have been bad. So 101%. 101% total. So, so I think there's a round that all these are getting rounded up a little bit. It's either that or it's voter fraud. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzsprout is bussing in. The way, great the, ratings. the way the rounding is working is making it 101% currently, but maybe by the end of the day, it'll be back to hundred percent. But anyway, 96% great. That is fantastic. Which if you have ever had an interaction with a customer service representative of any company to think that 96% of those interactions are great. It's like, it's like unheard of nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's like batting 50% is kind of the expectation. So the fact that we got 96% just shows how awesome our sport team is. Yeah. I'm really yeah, proud well, of them. Big shout out to Priscilla and Natty who field 99% of all of those. And, uh, you will see tons of comments that actually say them by name. They're like, oh my gosh, I Addy helped so much and it was great. Oh, Priscilla, super fast response. So if you want to read their names, you can check out some of these comments. What was the next thing? Uh, oh, how to start a podcast online course. Mm. Travis spent a lot of time on that. Alvin worked on it a little bit. You guys talk about it. Yeah, so the idea behind the online course was, uh, well, it's something we've been thinking about for a while. Because with the YouTube video series that we just finished, basically at the beginning of 2020, it's eight videos. If you go start at video one and go all the way through video eight, it walks you through the steps of like how to get your podcast started if you haven't started one yet. Um, and we cover everything. But there were lots of opportunities to go deeper into those subjects. So like, for instance, in one of the videos, Albin offers some kind of like generic editing tips, because depending on what operating system you're using or what software you're using, how you edit your episodes is going to be different. And so we saw a course as an opportunity to kind of flesh out all that content, to give you examples, to bring in some of our uh, blog content, to do some software tutorials, and really just flesh out that whole journey of starting from, I think I want to do a podcast, but I don't really even know what I want to talk about, to I'm launching a podcast and I have 100 people listening to it. We really wanted that journey to be as foolproof as possible. So that's that's kind of where the online course fits. Yeah. And we're it's all built inside a teachable. And what, some of the nice things that teachable does is it allows you to have comments on all the videos. They're not just generic YouTube content comments. They're going to be people who are working through this course. And now we're five, 
videos in and 10 blog posts that they've read and everyone's doing it together. So the comments will actually, I'm hoping be really instructive for us on how to update the content. Someone will say, I'm misunderstanding this piece. And if we see a few people saying that we can actually go back, redo the video, re go back, redo the content and try to make this, you know, great course to help people podcast and courses are so much nicer because there is some psychological effect that you now have committed to the course and you've worked part of the way through. And so when you hit a roadblock, it's a little bit easier to make it over the roadblock when you've got people doing it together, you're working on it with someone else and you've finished 30%, you're ready to go finish the last 70 and get something out there. So we're hoping it's valuable. And I think our goal is to have it launched by the end of the week. Um, we'll promote it in the newsletter next Tuesday. Yeah. So tell me this, is it, is this course designed specifically for people who are like, don't have a podcast yet and it's taking them through the very early stages or is there some value for people who may have been podcasting, you know, for a year or more? Hopefully it's valuable for everybody because I know for me and things that I've, I think I already know, I have gone back and taken courses um, because there is something really reassuring about going through the whole process and being affirmed over and over going, Oh, I didn't understand that. Okay. I did. I had that. And then a little nuggets dropped and you go, Oh, I hadn't done that before. Now I can add it to my workflow. So we hope that it's valuable for people who are already podcasting. It is specifically tailored to people who are brand new. Does that yeah. answer the question, right? Yeah. So Albin, if you were to, to take a guess at how much the most complete how to start a podcast online course would cost you, what would you say the value of something like that would be? <laughs> is this an infomercial right now? Like, this is, are you about to do, this is three easy payments of, this is three easy payments of free 99 free cost you $0. And, uh, you know, cause we, we wanted this to be a resource that anyone can get access to. Cause we really want to, you know, we don't want to create obstacles for people to get into podcasting. So, uh, we're excited to be able to offer our online course for free to anyone who wants to take it. Um, and like Alvin said, if you want to get in early, make sure you're in the Facebook group, because we'll be promoting it there first for getting people to sign up. And then it'll also be in the newsletter. So you got to make sure to, to just make sure you open that email when, next Tuesday when it comes out. Yeah. So what do we got next on our, uh, our list of batches, Kevin? Okay. The next thing that we should go through is, um, this is a funny one. It's called untitled episode dies. Dun, 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 dun. What does that mean? All right, so if you have been a Buzzsprout user for any amount of time, there's surely a point in your Buzzsprout career where you got an email that said, untitled episode has finished processing. And you're like, what? That episode had a title? Why does it say untitled episode? And what happens very often is our processing is becoming faster and faster and faster, and we're making improvements on the technical side. And you drag a file in, and it starts uploading. And while it's uploading you start writing the title and the description and all the stuff and, and you're writing it, but you haven't clicked the save button. So you haven't pushed it to our servers yet in between oh. you writing and clicking save your file finishes uploading and it processes. So either we re-encoded it or looked at the file and noticed we didn't need to re-encode it. It's perfectly ready to go. And so we go ahead and fire off that email that your episode's ready to go live, but we don't know the name of it because you haven't clicked save yet. So that was, we got, <laughs> an embarrassing amount of support emails around that. Like, why doesn't my episode have a title? And it was just a timing issue. Like as soon as you click save, it does get the title and it gets the title before it actually gets published. So there's really you know, like no problem, but we get, got tired of writing this email over and over and saying, sorry, 
Uh, we actually didn't know the title of the episode. The email just went out before we got the title. Um, so we changed the wording of that email. So now if we don't have a title, it'll just say your episode has finished uploading as opposed to untitled episode has finished uploading. And if we know the title, then it's the same email you've always gotten. So very simple little update, but hopefully it lowers anxiety on the podcaster side and makes yeah. life better for our support team. And you can see how that would be kind of, you, you just did all this work, you made a title, you did a whole description, and then you get an email that says untitled episodes ready. And you're like, please, I pray that my title is still there. Like, I don't have to go and do this again. Right. Writing something the second time is like five times more painful for some reason. Yeah. You always feel like you never wrote it as good the second time when you lose it. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. All right. Another update that we did, um, which is customer facing and, and exciting because a lot of people have been asking for it is we added a field to the episode like details page. Like when you're um, creating an episode and you have the title and description and artwork and all that kind of stuff, there's a field down there now that is called custom. Is it custom website URL? Is that the name of the field? So if you go to edit an episode now, we have the main... Uh, fields that you absolutely need for your podcast episodes, like episode title, episode description, season episode number, whether it's explicit or not. But now there's a link at the bottom that's kind of like a see more options link. And so that's stuff that you may or may not ever need for your episodes. But in there, there's a field called custom episode web page. Custom episode web page. Yep. And so Apple Podcasts, and I mean, they're the main one. There might be a couple other third-party podcast players that display this as well. But Apple Podcasts, if you include it in your RSS feed, will display a link that you can click when listening to the episode to that episode webpage. Like not your podcast webpage, but specific to the episode. Uh, We've always populated that with the Buzzsprout public website public episode URL. Right. Um, But some people don't use the Buzzsprout website. They use their own website and they create a specific like blog post or something for every podcast episode they have. And they want that link to go there instead. And so we had to add that at the episode level. And so that's why it's there. But again, not everybody will use this, but if you do have your own website and you do create a specific page, every time you create a podcast episode, this is super helpful. So now that option is there. It's out of your way if you don't ever want to use it. And it's always available if you do want to use it. So that was a really nice update. I know several people in particular were very happy about that. Yeah. Well, especially if you've got your own website, you want everything pointing back there. You don't want to point it to Buzzsprout. We don't want to point it to us if you don't want your listeners going there. We want you to have your own home. Um, Next update was audio file skip for now. So in the history of Buzzsprout, as far back as I can remember, um, we've always started the the new episode process by giving us your file. And that allows the uploading process to begin while you start adding all the information about the episode. So again, title, description, etc. There are some people who don't quite have their audio file ready, but want to go ahead and get the title and description and everything written while they're waiting for their audio file. So maybe it's, you know, they're not the editors. Maybe they're using somebody else to edit or it's running through a phonic or something. And while that's happening, they want to go ahead and get start writing the details of their episode. And so we added the option to, and when you click new episode, now it'll say, you know, drag your file here or select it, or you can skip this for now. If you hit skip for now, then you can create your whole episode and add the audio file at a later time. You guys super excited about that? Super pumped about that one. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever use it, but I am very excited for those. I actually that, use it a lot. It. Yeah, I do a podcast with my son coming on Saturdays and the, those kids are always goofing around and doing a million things. And so I do like to go ahead and get the title and description 
going on while they're in the studio recording. What's the name of that podcast? Yeah, yeah give it a shout that out. That is the Kid Critics Podcast. What's it, what's it about? It's three 12-year-old, well, I think they're all 12, 12 or 13-year-old kids talking about their favorite TV shows and movies. That sounds... What, not, what's a recent episode? We, we need to, we need to uh, link they, that in the show notes. They're on uh, Stranger Things uh, bit right now. So they've done Stranger Things Season 1, Stranger Things Season 2, and Season 3. Before that, they did Psycho. Psycho, the 1960s. What kind of parents Psycho. are letting their kids watch <laughs> this movie? Well, we don't let them watch horror movies, but I figured a 1960 horror movie would be, they could be okay with it. And I they mean, watched it during the daytime, like all together. When like, did The Exorcist they come They liked out? it. That's an older movie. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do The Exorcist. But that was, that's Alfred kind of Alfred Hitchcock's like, The Birds. Yeah. Right. They were looking for something like horror thriller. I'm like, uh, we'll start here. So yeah, it's a fun podcast, but. So if that, we have any younger listeners out there, you might enjoy it. <laughs> and that's an instance where having this new feature is helpful yes. to be able to kind of get things rolling. The other reason that you might use it is, let's say that you're kind of planning out your future episodes and you just come on, you want to kind of keep everything laid out in your Buzzsprout account. And then you can clearly see, oh, these are the next ones I need to record or upload or like kind of mapping out your future episodes. Right. If you, you're doing a series or something, yeah, work ahead on those. Yeah, you can go ahead and like start putting those as placeholders. And then when you have those episodes done, you can just add the audio file in then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. So, and there was a handful of other things. Um, not, nothing I don't think else that's like uh, super exciting or customer facing, but lots of stuff setting us up for enhancements in the next cycle. Like we did a bunch of API research and um, research on how we can make uploads faster. So if you upload large files to Buzzsprout, which people do all the time every day, uh, how can we make that as fast as possible? Um, how can we make them more bulletproof? Like if your internet drops off in between the upload, can we resume that upload without it, you know, having to start from scratch, things like that. All right. So stay tuned. More new things will come out every eight weeks. So <laughs> yeah, in two yeah. more months, we'll do another one of these episodes and yeah. tell you about more fun stuff. So we had some really sad news in the world of podcasting recently. Uh, one of our, our best... Wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. <laughs> You're just setting people up, man. Oh, my gosh. It's not that it's, sad. It, no it one sounds like away. someone passed away, but, Kevin, actually, this <laughs> something has moved on to a higher realm, and it's the... Well, we're not sure. We, we think... There are rumors. There are rumors of the demise of the ATR 2100. Right. Um, Audio-Technica with... Lack of respect for all of the content we've put out for the last five years. <laughs> decided that the Audio Technica twenty one hundred may not have a future life and may be replaced by the ATR twenty one hundred X edition. Right, following in the footsteps of Apple's naming. <laughs> so they came out with a new version of the ATR twenty one hundred called the ATR twenty one hundred X, and it does look like a really nice upgrade. Um, we, but they, they also upgraded the price. They upgraded the price, but it's come down a little bit. Like when it first launched, I think it was 120. Now it's down to 99. Okay. And I don't know if that price drop is in response to the fact that the, AT, the original ATR 2100 seems to be no longer available anywhere. Right. Travis, you said that B and H has it showing as you cannot order it from B and H, which was always kind of like the go-to place of like, if anyone would have it listed, it's B and H. They don't have it listed. Uh, the Amazon page Right. Has disappeared now. If you search ATR 2100, it shows you other stuff, yeah. And people are oh, no, selling, no, people I can are find selling them used yeah. off Amazon for more than they originally sold. $71 used is the only one I can see. That's like a 10% up, up charge right there, yeah. So, if you have any like new inbox ATR 2100s, you might be able to <laughs> turn a quick mean, profit on them. I mean, this could be the new, the new Beanie Babies craze, you know, mm-hmm. like 10 years from now, you're 
beginner level, entry level microphone might be worth $80. Yeah. Collector item. So what do we think of the 2100X? I, I feel like we're moving on a little fast. I mean, there's this is something we've talked about, recommended for five years or something. I feel like we need there's like a moment of silence or something that in order. I don't know yes, what it is. Let's let's take a moment of silence. I'll I'll uh, edit in some some fitting music for us. All right, All right it's just a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of a bummer because it 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 hits so many things at such a good price point. Um, the positive is the Samson Q2U is a very similar mic. It's a little bit cheaper than the ATR 2100 ever was. And there's actually quite a few people. I'm not one of them, but I've seen quite a few people say they actually enjoy the sound more. So it's an easy swap for us to recommend that because now it's like $52. You're actually saving a little bit. Um, yeah, as far as, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely start, uh, testing the Q2U. I think we've got some plans for some other microphone test videos in the future. Um, just apples to apples compared to the ATR 2100. It's got a little bit more low end. Uh, the Q2U does. So if you if you like that for your voice, then you're going to love the proximity effect on this bad boy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and it I don't does, know what any of that means, but and sounds it sounds good. <laughs> Alvin! Okay, so my boom arm is like so squeaky right now, so I, I literally nudge it. Like, yep. The things apologies well welcome to the world of a podcaster uh so yeah so the q2u i think for now is going to be the microphone that we recommend for most people that are getting started because it has the same feature set the atr 2100 did and it's half the price currently of the 2100x and so until we can get that in the studio and start playing with it and testing it to see if it's really worth twice as much as the q2u the q2u is going to be our, our go-to and i'll leave a link in the show notes for this episode so you can go and check out that microphone if you're interested All right, so it's been a little while since we did the uh, what podcast are you listening to segment, and I wanted to bring this back because, Kevin, yeah. a, a week ago, you sent a link internally letting people know about this very a, interesting podcast that I you found. I found a new podcast. Tell yeah. us about this new podcast. Well, the podcast itself is the Panic Podcast. Um, I didn't get hooked on it. They only have three episodes, but I didn't get hooked on it until episode two and found it through reading a, a blog post of an unrelated site. And the episode was called Pantscast, which evidently was a, a podcast app, like one of the first podcast apps in the app store. Where are we, like 2008, 2009 maybe? Um, and so they did an episode about them you know, building this app and launching it in the app store and what they were trying to learn and achieve through doing this. And they, you know, stumbled upon actually having a really nice podcast listening app. <laughs> and they walk you through that journey. And the guys are laughing because it is a really funny story and there's um, there's some twists and I'm turns. I'm laughing because you're setting it up like this beautiful app and you're it about is a to beautiful tell app. The, No, I'm not about kicker. to tell it. I'm not going to do any spoilers. I want everyone to go search your podcast player app of choice. Go search for Panic Podcast and listen to episode two. It's called Pantscast and listen to the story yourself. We will leave a link in the show notes. It's. I don't want to rob you of 45 minutes of pure joy. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. I will say I was... When you put the link and then I started seeing people's comments, I had no idea what to expect. I could never have anticipated that that's what they were going to be talking about. Yeah. And it was, I was even thinking like, I'm not going to laugh. Everyone else yeah, is saying it's funny. That too. I'm not going <laughs> to laugh. And then there I am on the airplane going from Jacksonville to Houston and I am cracking up yeah. in my window seat. And it's not a comedy podcast. I think it's just more like a business podcast. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, you will, you will get a kick yeah, out of it for sure. It. 
So that's my share. Panic Podcast, episode two, Pants Cast. What about you, Alvin? Well, we talked about like innovative podcast styles in the past. And do either of you know who Naval is? You followed him on Twitter. He's like the founder of uh, AngelList and does a ton of startups. Okay. I'm familiar with AngelList. He did this like tweet storm a while back called How to Get Rich Without Getting Luck or Without Getting Lucky. Um, and he basically did a podcast, which were like five minute episodes on each of the tweets explaining his thought process to building wealth. Well, he then combined them all into this like three hour massive podcast. So I listened to that on my flight back from LA and it was like shockingly good. It was like, I would not have thought a tweet storm turned into many podcasts connected into one big one on how to make a lot of money was going to be interesting. Um, but it was really smart and it was like tons. There's so much stuff that I was like writing notes the whole time. Like, Oh, that's a really good point. So that was something I listened to. We can link that one in the show notes as well. Yeah. And it's always interesting to me, like when I find podcasts that have either follow a format that's unique or the, the approach or the strategy is different because it's very easy to kind of find, okay, here's another interview podcast. They just happen to be talking to people about X or here's another news podcast. And there's two people talking about the news, right? Three people talking about podcasting news. That's original, you know, so we're going to, we're going to own that here. But, <laughs> and so it, it is always like refreshing to see, okay, there's still a lot of innovation going on in the podcasting space. And there is a lot of blue ocean and opportunity for you to try to, you know, create something unique that can really pop. Um, something I've been noticing a lot recently is more and more short run standalone podcast series. So this would be like a five or six episode podcast. And the really the, the goal of that podcast is we're going to spend five or six episodes talking about something that is in the zeitgeist that everyone is talking about on social media right now, or everybody's talking about online. And we know we're going to get a lot of search traffic and a lot of people landing on this particular podcast. And we're going to use that to either point back to our podcast network where all our other shows are or to point back to the main podcast. And so the example that we were talking about before the show started was that, you know, a lot of people are talking about the coronavirus right now. And so if you have like a medical podcast, then you should do five, six episodes talking about the coronavirus and then take those episodes and make a standalone podcast series. And in that podcast series, point people to your main podcast. Um, so just seeing that become more of a strategy to kind of like bring people in from different uh, places and point them back to your main content, just as a way of continuing to promote your, your podcast content and find listeners in new ways. Yeah. Almost right. like in the marketing world, that's kind of like a lead magnet, right? Like a traditional. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So you, you essentially create a podcast as a lead magnet for your main podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also thinking there's New York times did 1619. Mm -hmm. That was a limited series. And then I think it was Vox that did impeachment explained. That was a pretty, I think it's over or it was just, it's all focused on the impeachment of Donald Trump. And then it links back to all their other shows. But I think that's going to be like a standalone. It just lived forever. How long? And right. that's, uh, he has been impeached to spoiler alert to anybody who's listening to the podcast. <laughs> right. So like, you know, another thing that's coming up this, this summer is the Olympics. So if you have a sports related podcast and one of the sports you cover or the sport you cover is going to be at the Olympics. Yeah. It might be wise to say, okay, well, let's, let's create a, a podcast that's just for the Olympic aspect of this and then have that point back to our main podcast. So people discover us over there because they're searching for the Olympics. They want to hear about what's going on. They want to hear about the results and the events and things like that. And you can use that to point people back to your main podcast. So when the Olympics are over, they stick around and keep listening. Yeah. So what criteria would you use to decide when you would want to do a limited series? I mean, I'm thinking 
it's valuable when there's a lot of search volume around something in particular. So impeachment or coronavirus or the Olympics, like there's a big spike in search volume for one thing, you know, it's only going to have a definitive length and then it will end. Um, I don't know. You maybe you want to go deeper than you ever could go in your typical podcast. So there are other things people should be thinking about if they want to launch a standalone series. So I think the thing that I think about is you want to be able to, I guess, take that opportunity to, like you said, go deeper, right? So use the coronavirus example. Um, Cause I think we did a search and there's only like one coronavirus podcast that's out there right now. Um, and so here, you know, free advice. If you're a medical expert and you want to do this, go for it. Um, let us know how it goes. But I think, yeah, it's, you want to go really deep on something that a lot of people are interested in learning about, but let's say, okay, after six or eight episodes, I'm going to exhaust my knowledge or understanding of this concept, or it's going to time out. It's going to phase out. And it's kind of like a flash in the pan, you know, catch it while it's hot. Let's see if we can get some, some additional, uh, traffic to this. Um, those would be the kinds of things. So like if, if it's an event that like, you know, is coming up, like, let's say you have a Christian podcast and you're like, well, I'm going to do an episode about Christmas. It's like, that's really important. That's good. When you get to December, you should do a December episode on Christmas, but I wouldn't necessarily make a whole separate podcast to try and catch some Christmas traffic, if that makes sense. Yeah. You need to have some cultural moment that's happening, something that's going on that there makes, it makes sense to actually create this separate thing. Right. So like if you're a political podcast, then making a separate podcast about the democratic national convention, the whole lead up to that with the primaries and, and everything that's going on with the caucuses and the candidates, like, okay, that's something that people are interested in right now. Once they choose the candidate and they're going up against Donald Trump, that content has kind of expired in a sense, because people are now shifted towards the general election. Um, so that'd be another example of something you could do now that could point people back to your main podcast where you want them to stay. Um, but again, yeah, it's, it's really catching something in the moment and making a podcast that really serves people that are interested in that topic. Yeah, you actually I don't I don't know if you meant to allude to this, but you know that Crooked Media did like a standalone Iowa caucus podcast? No, I had no idea. You really just fell into that on your own. Yeah, I thought you were setting that is it up. so smart. So they did a podcast, I think it was like five episodes. I'm pulling it up now, on the ground in Iowa. And it's a I think it's just about the history of like why does Iowa even have caucuses and how do they go? Which makes sense. Like probably their main political podcast. Most people aren't super like, Oh, I've got to learn everything about the Iowa caucuses, but probably after all the, everything was like so confused for a few days, probably a lot of people were like, okay, why does this happen? How does this work? And they're now they've pulled in millions of people to listen to it. Yeah. And it would not surprise me if four years from now they re-release that podcast because yeah. people are going to be searching for it again. So, so yeah, so that's just a, a really interesting thing that I've picked up on um, specifically you'll find, you'll find this happening in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. So those are the podcasts that are relatively new to the scene that are getting a lot of, uh, a lot of plays very quickly. Um, and so you'll start to notice that either podcasts about TV shows that are coming out or about these kind of cultural topics. All right. So one last thing, and maybe I'll run this a little bit since Travis, I'm going to be peppering you with questions, but flip the script. Um, you just got back from spark, which was a podcast conference that uh you went with i think marshall marshall yes and uh tell us what happened and i know you gave a talk and you told people some things so tell us what happened and what you thought and maybe what you talked about yeah sure so so i think it's it's interesting uh so spark is the first christian podcast conference 
that that I know of that's that's uh, been run is out in Houston, Texas. Uh, it was a phenomenal conference, especially for like the first year. It was really well done. Uh, shout out to Misty; she did a great job. And uh, and I was invited to go and do a keynote on understanding your podcast analytics, which I thought was fitting since we've been working so hard on rolling out our advanced podcast stats. And uh, what it did was it allowed me to kind of go deeper than just here are some stats and look, aren't they pretty? But really think to okay, what are the key questions that you would want answers to that you would use your stats to be able to answer those questions, right? So I think some very common ones are like, how is my podcast doing? Is it, am I good or am I bad? And, you know, that's kind of the first level of questions. But then if you go deeper than that, there's some really specific questions that you can ask that give you a sense of how you're doing compared to how you were doing, which I've always found to be the most useful metric to look at. It's not how am I doing compared to other people, but how am I doing compared to my earlier episodes? Yeah. What makes a good episode for Joe Rogan is not a good episode or wait, what would make a great episode for us is not very good for Joe Rogan. He has higher expectations and so does Sarah Koenig with Serial. They need to be doing operating this high level. Uh, whereas we, if we got a tenth of their listeners, we'd be blowing our minds. Yeah, we could probably all retire at that point. Um, so yeah, so I I will uh, leave a link to the the PDF for my slides in the show notes if you're curious, if you want to download them. But there were a couple questions in particular that I thought would be really interesting that we get a, that I get a lot, especially in the Facebook group, that I thought would be good. Uh, the first question is, is my podcast growing? So a lot of people will like look at their stats and be like, well, am I getting more listeners, fewer listeners? And if you just look at like all of your stats all at once, it can be difficult to really see trends. Um, because if you're just looking at all your downloads, then, okay, that's great that my new podcast has uh, 50 downloads. My first episode has 150 downloads. Does that mean I'm growing or n- not? Right. And so if you are looking at everything all at once, that can be a bit confusing. But a really easy way to see if your audience is growing is to look at the total number of downloads your episodes get 30 days after publishing. And so by applying that filter to it, you're able to see the size of your audience over time. And so one of the charts that I used in the the keynote was looking at Buzzcast and looking at the download numbers we had when we first launched this version of it when we shifted to the industry news podcast. And then seeing the trend of the downloads within the first 30 days over time. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it that way, the first few episodes, we were getting around 300 downloads within the first 30 days. because It was a pretty new podcast. But then if we looked at episodes we were getting at the beginning of this year, now that we've had seven months of consistent episodes, now we're jumping up into like 900, 950 downloads in the first 30 days. And so that allows us to see that even if episode one and the most recent episode have the same number of downloads, we can see kind of the acceleration of how the audience has grown. And you often see this. This is pretty common to see. The biggest episodes are the oldest episodes because they've lived the longest. They had a little bit of traction at the beginning, but now they've had sometimes years to grow and more more people listen to them in the blog post they have a ranking. So it can actually look to some people, if you're just looking at the total number of plays, oh, my podcast is shrinking. Well, it's not that it's shrinking. It's actually growing quite a bit, but you don't. So you want to actually put that filter on there so that you can actually see in the first 30 days of this thing being out, where were they at that point? And then you start seeing, oh, these new episodes are really taking off much faster than the old ones. Yep, definitely. Uh, Another uh, question that you can answer with analytics is how long are people listening to each episode? So are they listening to the full episode? 
half of the episode are people dropping off at a certain point. Um, you know, how can you figure that out? Because you can't really see that by just looking at the download number because the download number counts if they download it and listen to five minutes or they download it and listen to the whole thing. All right. So how do you get this number inside of Buzzsprout? So you can't get it inside of Buzzsprout, but you can get it in the Apple podcast analytics. Uh, and that's because they're able to kind of see their listener behavior within the app. And they don't give that information to us. And we're not really keen on trying to grab that from them. Um, but you can certainly go into the podcast analytics platform and look at your consumption charts by your episodes. And, and again, I'll put the slides in the show notes so you can follow along and see what I'm talking about. But essentially, it's a graph showing you know, where people are dropping off. And mm-hmm. so if it's a good episode, then you'll see a relatively horizontal line, which means most people are listening to the entire episode and then they'll trail off at the end. But if something really catastrophic happens in your episode, um, then you'll see this sharp decline where all of a sudden goes from like 80% of your listeners are hanging around to like 10%. And that would be a clue to go back and say, okay, what did I do at that point in time that made so many people want to stop listening to this episode so that I never make that mistake again. So what kind of, have you seen examples of this? Like what are things that people might do that they see a drop off and then they can actually rectify it, make a change in the future? So the example that I gave in the talk was actually from one of our podcasts, how to start a podcast, where when we initially launched it, we saw this sharp drop off around 18 and a half minutes into the episode. And so when you go back and you listen to that, you actually are able to see that we, we shifted topics right at that timestamp. And at that point, we stopped talking about microphones and we started talking about like recording software, which, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think anything of until you notice that the title of the episode was the best microphone for podcasters. Mm. And so that clued us in that, okay, people showed up expecting to hear about microphones. And as soon as we stopped talking about microphones, they didn't care anymore. Like they were done with the episode. They're ready to move on. And so, you know, moving forward, we want to make sure that the title either, uh, you know, accurately describes what we're talking about in the episode or at the very least that we arrange the segment in such a way that entices somebody to continue listening all the way through. And you could see, I could see also you have multiple formats on one show. Maybe people are listening and then you go, okay, now I'm doing an interview and maybe there's some people that aren't into the interviews or maybe the interview ends and you start doing a like news roundup and people drop out for that segment. It could help you figure out what parts people love and what part people don't love. And if people are only there for the thing that's easier and you enjoy more, well, now you can simplify the show and drop part of it out and uh, double down on what everyone's enjoying. Yeah. And, and the great thing about these consumption charts is they don't lie, right? So even when you ask people like, what parts of the podcast do you like, not like, you know, sometimes they'll tell you, oftentimes they don't even know what to say. They're like, oh, I just like it. But if you notice, okay, they're all, they all stop listening right around here then I know not to do that anymore, even if they can't even verbalize the thing that they want you to change. Another thing that you can get in Apple Podcast Analytics that is really fascinating is you can answer the question of, am I converting new listeners into subscribers? Because Apple can track whether someone clicks that subscribe button or not. Um, That's not something that we can get necessarily in the Buzzsprout stats. Uh, But if you go to your overview page and scroll down to the bottom, we have links to that analytics platform. So we make it really easy to jump over there. But they have this really interesting number called devices subscribed and it's measured as a percentage so if you go to any of your individual episodes and look at the bottom right corner you'll see this number and what that number represents is the number of people that listen to that episode of your podcast 
that decided to then subscribe to your podcast. They weren't subscribed and then they decided to subscribe. And the power of that is you can see which topics are really interesting to people in the sense of they want to hear more from you. They want to continue to hear episodes like this because they found your podcast through this one episode and they want to, they want to stick around and continue to hear content like that. So if you notice that some, uh, some of your episodes have like 80 or 90% devices subscribed, that's an indicator that that's what people want to stick around for. And then if you get like 10 and 20% that it's okay, maybe this isn't something I want to continue to make episodes about from a topical standpoint because it's not converting new listeners into subscribers. Yeah. You could probably notice not just topics, but also how well did you sell the podcast and say, Hey, you came for learning about this one thing. Well, I'm teaching this all the time. And this podcast always dives into this topic and showing them the value of subscribing and listening to 10 more episodes rather than feeling like I got the one interview that I was hoping for. And now I left. Another way that you could uh, use this number is, is to test your calls to action at the end of your podcast. So let's say that you, you haven't been telling people to subscribe to your podcast and then you're like, okay, for the next five episodes, I'm going to tell people literally, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to this podcast and see if your number jumps and see if people actually respond to that call to action or not. So that's a way that you can use that number to test, okay, are people actually listening to this part of the episode and taking action? Or is there something else I need to do to entice them to subscribe so it'll continue to stick around for the long term? Mm. So I answered a bunch of other questions as well, and uh, you can see all those in the slides. So if you're interested in learning more about how to understand your analytics and how to use them to make your podcast better in the future, then definitely click the link in the show notes and download that PDF. Was the talk filmed? Did you film it or did anybody film it? It was filmed. And so if you'd like to see it and all the other talks that were at the Spark podcast conference, I believe you can purchase a web pass or an online pass, um, virtual pass, I think is the word that they used for it. And, uh, and I'll leave a link to that as well if I can find that. Okay. So if you want to go and watch, they were all really great talks. All the talks I was in um, when I wasn't working the booth were really high quality. And so if that's something you're interested in, then I'll leave a link for that and you can go watch the video. Cool. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Buzzcast. If you're in Orlando next week for PodFest, make sure that you come by and say hi. Make sure you get a t-shirt. Make sure you come bowling with us. Um, if not, we're just still super happy that you're here with us. And we have a brand new swag item never before released at any podcasting conference coming to you from Buzzsprout. <laughs> It'll be at our booth, maybe at the bowling party. What is it? I'm teasing it. No, you got to come see it. It is pretty. There's epic. a lot of in this episode of Kevin going like, man, this episode of this podcast I'm linking to is amazing. Go right. check it out. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Got yeah. some new swag. Never telling you what it is. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start calling you Kevin Cliffhanger Finn. I'm excited about this new swag. It's cool. It's definitely useful. Like often you go to these conferences and the swag's like, here's a pen, here's a lanyard. Oh, it's like I don't Stress use lanyard. balls. Yeah, yeah. And so now it is none of those things. It is actually something that you, as a podcaster, will love and appreciate and cherish. And hand down to oh your children God. as a family heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people are going to come by being so excited. They're going to be like, oh, cool. This is useful. Uh, I'm not passing this on to my grandchildren. <laughs> you never know. You, you, they might be starting their own podcast here very soon. Um, the, the other thing we want to encourage you to do, if you haven't yet, is uh, go and join our, our Facebook group, the Buzzsprout Podcast Community, fantastic community uh, for you to share your wins, uh, share your struggles, get help when you need it. And, your personal data yeah, <laughs> and, and connect with other podcasters. And I lied. Third thing, if there's something that you want us to talk about on a future episode of Buzzcast, you can click the link in the show notes, fill out the two question survey and uh, cue that up for a future 
segment. But thanks for joining us for this week's episode, and we'll talk to you soon.